Ray all along. Submission wrestling is the way to go. Making a man tap out is the ultimate rush. Yeah, I mean, you did a great job last week. I mean, you tapped Byron Saxon straight out of NXT, but there's still a lot we have to work on. You're absolutely right. That's why tonight, I challenge you to a submission exhibition with Pinfalls Legal. You mean a regular match? Yes, but if I want to be the best, I need to be in the ring with the best. <gasps> Are you serious? Oh my gosh, you're serious. Oh my God. Look, I might not be ready for WrestleMania 27 yet, but I will be ready for the season finale of NXT in my hometown, Cleveland, Ohio. Well, if you really want to do this, let's do it. But I think we have to change our trunks. People might not be able to tell us apart. The future is now. Welcome back to another episode of Half K NXT, your boy, Nando O'Brien. And you already know who it is, Mr. Raise the Roof, Hell in the Booth, L Truth. Ooh, I like that one. That was... Yeah, I had to, I had to come up with something better than uh, the, the intro test. <laughs> <laughs> this, this one I think was strong and it went straight to the point. So I, I think yeah, sometimes you just gotta, you don't have, sometimes I try to dilly dally too much and sometimes you just have to go all killer, no filler. So sometimes you just have to stand and deliver. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <sighs> I'm very sorry. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> Perfect timing, too. Ooh, I'm going to get him when he takes a sip of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, welcome back to another episode. Uh, as you can tell, we're just um, getting getting, getting in the groove. We're settling in so we can bring you some good NXT. Some classic NXT, I should say. Hey, so... If this episode was from 2.15, was... The raw episode before on Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I didn't. You know what? Yeah, I think you're you're totally right. <laughs> uh, since <laughs> since uh, a lot of people don't know this, if if you're tuning in, yeah, I know that NXT recently just moved to to Tuesdays, but NXT has always been on Tuesdays. So. <laughs> back to Tuesday. Yeah, so it's technically back to tuesdays so don't let the network fool you they'll make you think that nxt started in like 2014 baby mm-hmm. but no nope. we know the truth we got you covered here on uh the half k nxt retro review podcast so just uh we don't lie we don't everything lie. we say is truth we don't everything t- we say is kayfabe <laughs> <laughs> well, at least half of it <laughs> half, half of it is kayfabe uh we don't we don't do a uh false what 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 are we saying? False finishes, no false finishes here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight to the three count. That's why the roll up is the most dangerous move. Yeah, because <laughs> we don't even see it coming sometimes. Hell no! Oh, <laughs> one, two, three. All right, got me again. All right. So, uh, speaking of 
stand and deliver, but more on just in general in the sense of wrestling. Uh, before we get started here with the episode review, uh, we were talking briefly uh, before we started recording, and I think we kind of brought up something similar when we were uh, doing the episode with Ryan when we were talking about like the differences between street fights and uh, Falls Count Anywheres. But <laughs> along that same category, I I was just saying how I really really hate the concept of unsanctioned matches uh just because we've been having a lot of them recently with with stand and deliver and then aew with like their uh one at revolution and i'm pretty sure there was like another one that happened on like raw or smackdown or or a pay-per-view i'm uh, just trying to think of the last time i've seen somebody in jeans and knee pads yeah yeah <laughs> Like there, there had to be another one, <laughs> but and it's never both guys. It's like one or the other, or like they'll do it, and then it's like they'll have half of their wrestling gear, but the other half will be like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. pants. And like you do it because because uh, it's two things. One of them is that usually it's the main event of the match because technically they always advertise it as a co-main event because there's one that is technically like the last match but then since the unsanctioned match is supposedly not doesn't count part of the schedule it's just happening it's supposed to go last because you know yeah because <laughs> it, it never technically happened but yeah oh yeah and then of course you know when it's unsanctioned both of the athletes are taking their own risk because they're not getting paid. <laughs> yes. Let's, so we haven't even dealt with like the financial part of it, but thanks for bringing that up. So, like, it's well, unsanctioned. Well, well, actually, on both ends, because you're like, wait, so this is not official. So technically, they're not getting paid, but yet the company's pouring money when it comes to advertisement, uh, entrances, production. Mm-hmm, I'm just mm-hmm. like... Medical bills. Medical bills. <laughs> uh, nicely l- letting them lend over like a, a referee. <laughs> you know, man, like, wait a minute. If it's an unsanctioned match, how come dudes be getting carted off and like at the end? Like, it's not sanctioned. There should be no yeah. medical attention, no referee. Actually, you should just fight. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I what think. Was, what? Is there ever been a video game? I feel like there's been a wrestling video game where there's a mode where you could just put it on like fight forever. And you just fight. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. I don't know which one it is, but yeah, I do remember that one. I feel like it's one of them old school. No, one of the old school like raw games. They had a mode where if you take all their health down, they would like, oh, be done. Uh, I think that was Brawl. Like, brawl. Like, yeah, there you go. That was Brawl. But I, I could have swore there was a game where you could just keep playing forever. Either it was a fighting game or a wrestling game, but you could set it to where there was like no end to the match or something like that. I kind of like that concept of Brawl now, now that we just brought it up. I'm like, yeah, just let them fight until like they're out of health at that point. (laughs) See, that's what a a last man standing match is supposed to be. You basically beat the other guy until he can't get up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like they always... Like mess it up with like, oh, let's park a forklift on him. It's like you know, like it doesn't work if you cheat yeah. to keep him down. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, just to just to kind of end my rant with, with unsanctioned matches, I think the thing of what I don't like about it, especially from our point of view with the half K point of view, is that <laughs> if you're gonna commit to like the gimmick of the match, commit to it because they've done that for like all the other matches, like casket matches and and all these other things uh buried alive matches where they stick with the concept the gimmick of the match 
So if you're going to do unsanctioned, do it legit where like you save it at the end. I, I don't mind that part. If you save it at the end, but then like there shouldn't be any entrances. There shouldn't be any entrance music. <laughs> there shouldn't. There, they should even go as far as production where like there should be like no watermarks of like the logo uh, at the corner and stuff like mm. that. So it should just feel like you remember back in the day when like you would see those um, leaked videos when people like leak mm-hmm. leak the the dark matches and put them on youtube it should look like that where like there's mm. where there should be like no watermarks no commentary even really when you think about it uh that that would definitely give it that legit vibe of like oh yeah this shouldn't be happening because if if that's the case you, they should give it to you like look this match was unsanctioned so like we just had to record it we we couldn't even oh, just yeah. like we can't just have these fools do entrances and come out here in exactly. front of y'all. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. It should be like, oh no, you know what? We we caught the footage of the unsanctioned match and we're mm-hmm. here to broadcast it. Kind of like when we were at whatever event and they showed us the Firefly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Funhouse yeah. match with like Randy Orton and them, and you're just like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> or what was it? The sister Abigail burning down the house match. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think that was it, but. Yeah, I totally agree. That's a good point. It should just be like a cinematic match, but yeah, I I don't know. Like to me, wh- I think it's just more of a spotlight just because of all those recent matches that have been happening. So I'm just like, yeah, if you're gonna do it, just really commit <laughs> commit to the gimmick of the match. That's all. I'm, that's all. I'm saying. And then if you do the unsanctioned match, like both of the participants shouldn't be on whatever show the next week. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, y'all just did something you weren't really supposed to do, so like sell it up, like they really almost killed each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I think there was even one match where like one person was technically like fired, so that's why it was unsanctioned. Uh, but I forget what match that was, but. Yeah, <laughs> that was. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I could probably a John Cena match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Let's just Cena. say John Let's Cena. Let's just say John Cena versus the Nexus somehow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to to stay on NXT topic, <laughs> mm-hmm. I just bring it back full circle, and we're back, and we're back, <laughs> and going with that. Let's kick off the review. <laughs> so this is. Uh, NXT episode 52, uh, episode 11 in season four. And it happened on, as you mentioned earlier, February 15, uh, 2011 at the Valley View Casino Center in San Diego, California. You know what? I, I know we've already done a couple of episodes where they were at uh, casinos in Vegas and uh, I forget where else. But I really like it when they're at like a venue that's like also a casino just because they get to show off like that. uh that look of the oh like that uh like that little font with the when they show it like in that kind of like casino lights Mm -hmm. yeah 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 Yeah, i i like i like whenever they aren't are in a venue where it's like half venue but half like casino at the same time it's like a a venue in a venue Mm -hmm. i always wonder about that because i've never been to an event inside like a Oh yeah, yeah, like like that. Like I've never been to a wrestling event inside of a hotel or anything like that. Yeah, so like honest, where? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, kicking off the show. This one is a. Uh, this one's probably arguably the most important, like pre-show, uh, before like the intro, because um, backstage we have like a pre-recorded segment where Daniel Bryan and Derek Bateman are just kind of chatting it up, and then. Um, they were kind of just saying like, or I should say Bateman was saying that he wants to like prove himself um, 
and by doing that he he challenges daniel bryan to like a one-on-one match uh it was pretty funny because he was like yeah uh let's go out there and have like an exhibition or like a submission exhibition but pinfalls are still allowed and then daniel bryan's like you mean a regular match he's like yes (laughs) (laughs) i i like their uh their dynamic still um their dynamic almost feels like it's not being written and they just kind of like have fun on the spot but they they work really well to where it just feels like they're almost kind of freestyling it yeah 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 no i agree um and then at the very end they pretty much moon us because they are uh they're wearing matching trunks with the uh, initials d db on them so Mm -hmm. uh so yeah it looks like they kind of give us a preview of what the main event is going to be later on uh, and then from there we go straight into the first segment, which is the smash and grab uh, rookie challenge. So this one, uh, this one was interesting because yeah, uh, they they had mentioned that next week we have uh, technically the last elimination before the final, uh, and then two weeks from now it will be the actual finale. Is this the first time that they're going to have two finalists versus having like a final? three or was one of the other seasons the only time where they had a final three uh technically i believe season one had three if you count that because they had it where all three guys were in the last episode but then one got eliminated midway through the episode gotcha like they did they had two eliminations in one night right yeah 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 yeah. there we go okay but i think but i think you're right since then i think it's always just been two people at the at the end of at the final episode. Uh, I got you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good point. Good point. So then, um, so this challenge here is worth two points and is ba- basically it's where each rookie has a uh, NXT pinata hanging in front of them. Uh, and, you know, typical pinata rules, you just have to smash whatever's inside and uh, kind of just get blindfolded at the same time. But the twist here is that, uh, they have to hit the pinata. Of course, they're blindfolded, and then they have to get like their pro who is on the stage to help them like navigate like where the pinata is. And then from there, they have to collect these uh, NXT dollars, which are pretty much just like fake dollar bills, a little and, monopoly money. Yeah, like, monopoly money basically. And then they have to like grab it and then run up to the stage and give it to their pro. Uh, and they have roughly like sixty seconds to do this in. So. It's a little bit longer than the other um, the other challenges that have been roughly like 30 seconds. Uh, so first up, we have Johnny Curtis. And what was kind of cool about this is that they kind of are continuing the little storyline that they've been having with the tension that they've been building. Uh, since like Truth isn't really helping him out when like he's trying to like swing and hit the pinata. Uh, so halfway through, Johnny Curtis just kind of gives up and takes off the, the blindfold. Um, and he's looking like legit like pissed off because he's just upset at truth not really helping him out mm-hmm. uh and then afterwards he puts it back on and and keeps going but he's not able to to knock it down in time uh so he doesn't really score anything there and then up next we have brodus and brodus instantly like knocks his pinata down but what was weird is that he was just kind of like taking his sweet time where he just was kind of like collecting the money while uh, Ricardo was like yelling at him at the stage, just saying like, "Hurry up!" But he's saying all this in Spanish. On your mark, get set, 
¡Go! Dale a la izquierda, a la izquierda. ¡Eh, eh! ¡Quítalos, quítalos! ¡Sácalos! ¡Vámonos, vámonos! 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 Isn't it funny that Maurice just said this thing? Rodas, you got nine seconds. You better get in Ricardo's hands. That was good, Maurice. Yeah, final. All right, our official will tally that up. Maurice is the one that yells at Ricardo saying like, oh, speak English. Speak English, you idiot. And it's like, whoa. But at least like Ziggler was the one that like called her out on it. He was like, it's funny how Maurice of all people is, is saying this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that was like uh that was one of those things where it's like the segment kind of was kind of silly, mm-hmm. but then if you stayed with it, you got to hear that gem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like cuz that was really cool. Yeah, it was at the very last minute. Uh, and then I guess what Brodus was taking his time cuz it wasn't necessarily a timed exercise which whereas it was like whoever could get the more dollars up there. Uh, I think they said like they. I think they said like sixty seconds to do. Yeah, like there was a, but like I guess the amount of time left had nothing oh, to do yeah. with uh them getting any more extra points or oh, anything yeah, like yeah. that. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because they just had to bring however much money they could bring up there. So yeah, good point. Good point. He should have put it in his singlet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then last but not least, of course, we have uh Bateman, and he attempts to like hit it a few times, but doesn't. Uh, doesn't get anything, so he he ends he ends up just like pulling it down, uh, and then automatically like the referee says like that's illegal and that he's disqualified. So pretty much Brodus takes the the victory there and uh, gets gets two points. Um, and that was pretty much it. Like yeah, it was pretty standard, pretty standard challenge. Uh, but yeah, I, like how you mentioned, I I think just based on like the joke that kind of uh. Maurice did and everything and with Ziggler. I, I think that was probably one of the highlights from it. But other than that, not not too much that really happened in this one. Nice. Yeah, that, it was a it was a nice little little segment. Like Yeah. It was enjoyable enough. Like it looked like they were having a little bit of fun with it. That's true. Yeah. So I, I wasn't really like the biggest fan of it, but I saw what it did. I mean, it looked like when I was watching it, I was like, hmm, is this is there an elimination tonight? Like, what are we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just kind of like putting myself in that mode. I was like, oh, man, what if they're, you know, I thought maybe they were trying to gain immunity for tonight mm-hmm. because they were really trying to not get eliminated. But, yeah, you know, so to each their own with that per se. And then we go straight into the next match. No interests mm-hmm. or the first match. No interests. We get our uh, truth with Johnny Curtis mm-hmm. versus Brodus Clay with Ricardo Rodriguez. Um, and then just right off the bat, you, we get truth starting off with signature offense. He goes straight for, mm-hmm. um, that like calf though. The, so Brodus tried to attack him. He goes straight for that, like split. And then he hit his back calf kick. Yeah. And essentially got, uh, Brodus out of the ring and then followed up with an outside dive, which yeah, I thought yeah. was pretty cool. And then pretty much for the most part, um, our troops offense kind of consists of like some corner attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, once they get back into the ring, a couple cor- corner forearms and then a couple 10 knuckle shuffle attempts. 
<laughs> nice. <laughs> and then from there, Brodus pretty much turns the match around, like kind of with a face plant toss. Mm-hmm. Um, we get some offense out of him. We get an exploder mm-hmm. signature suplex, and then he finishes him off with, uh, I guess, you know, Truth came back with a second rooftop rope dropkick attempt, mm-hmm. which ended up just being a really big bump. Because Brodus moved out of the way and he finished him off with a big splash. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to feel like Brodus Clay might have won matches with the most different moves. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Because I'm like, bro, you like almost have a new finishing move kind of every time you're like pinning somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Because by this point, it's at least three that I can think of. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah like yeah. the tongue and death, like the STO tongue and death grip. Then the running power slam mm-hmm. and now the big splash. Yeah. And I feel like there's something else in there too. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if there was another one. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a really mm. good observation. Cause I didn't, I didn't even think about that until now. Yeah. I, I don't think I had anything else other than what you said, just because it was a really short match. Um, but yeah, I, I think this one was kind of the same thing where they, uh, they did really good, but from from what it was, there there wasn't too much to add other than like, yep, yeah, they they had some good chemistry with each other. Mm-hmm. I think I would have liked it if maybe Johnny Curtis played with like some disappointed towards our truth, mm. like oh, just yeah, kind of yeah, 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 yeah. kind of play up their friction a little bit, just to kind of like look at him, and be like, oh, you're the pro, but you didn't win, kind of win type of thing, especially since he's been having that rivalry with Brodus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very true. So it's like, you know, I, I think we kind of touched on this last week, too, to where I feel like we said the payoff for Brodus and Curtis never really got to the biggest culmination. Mm-hmm. So they might have missed a, an opportunity to kind of like continue something there. But, you know, it's yeah. not good. No, that's a that's a really good point. Yeah, because I think we were saying that this whole storyline between Truth and uh, and Curtis seems kind of rushed since like they were buddy buddy in the beginning of the season so yeah i think that would have added a lot more to that current storyline but uh good good observation <laughs> agreed and then uh we get you know after this match that being kind of on the shorter side we go into a commercial mm-hmm. and then we get the next in segment which is the rookie challenge where they had a um save yourself trivia which once it kind of got set up and you started to see it yeah oh one more thing there was a a point in the last match where the camera was at an angle to where you could see them setting up for this segment on the ramp i didn't notice that i forgot what they were doing but like there was just a a point of the match where they were kind of like at that angle where you could kind of see the crowd and a little bit of the ramp, mm-hmm. but then you could see all the the guys in like the little black outfits, like moving stuff around. But then they oh. changed the like camera camera angle really fast after that. So I said, ah. like when I was watching it, I was like, oh, what what they're set up. And now that we're back to it, I'm like, oh, it was for the mini segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I I think I've seen that before on previous seasons when they're setting up like the obstacle obstacle course challenge or something like that. But yeah, that's that's really good. I, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, it was it was it was uh it was very quick. They're just like the little dudes out there looking like like ninja minions. <laughs> nice. But essentially this segment was I I in my mind imagined it as it was almost like Jeopardy. 
because they asked him questions mm-hmm. in the categories. And then I guess like they were gonna like dump slime on him or something like that. So that almost kind of sent like like double deer. I saw that kind of uh in, in your notes too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then just like the combination of it reminded me of what was that other show? What would you do? Yeah. That it's like a hybrid of all three of those things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's a big like wrestling it's a WWE doing WWYD. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> so like uh and we jump into this it was like you know i didn't even know all the answers and stuff they were so kinda, i'm gonna yeah, lie they were kind of stuff was kind of tough yeah so some highlights here was you know they had categories with the 80s 90s title history uh wrestlemania and then divas mm-hmm. um one question was really interesting because they asked uh what year <laughs> smackdown debuted on tv oh yeah yeah and then like while the question was being asked uh bateman goes 2001 yeah yeah and then uh curtis rings in and he gets it, the question correct with 1999 yeah but then brodus is sitting there like because the category was like 80s yeah yeah, yeah. and then he goes 1999 and gets it correct and then brodus is like wait a minute that's not even the, <laughs> that's not even the, <laughs> right. Not even the right year yeah it's gonna take matt striker an hour to read this with the, the, the speed that he reads these questions. Slam 80s Otis. for 200. Josh, I can hear you, by the way. I know, that's why I'm... Go ahead. Let's see the question. The year SmackDown debuted on TV. 2001. You have to wait for it to be called. Therefore, Johnny Curtis, what do you 1999. have? 1999. 1999 is correct. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it was 80s, man. That is not an 80s question. Doesn't matter. True. Doesn't matter. It is true. This is so rigged. Don't confuse Striker. Call Brodus. Brodus Clay. You have a very Brodus. Brodus has a very good point. We'll have to take it up. Let's move on. Johnny Curtis. It was funny because, like, even the referee in the background was kind of like, hmm, he's got a point. And then he's finally, got a point. <laughs> Striker finally was like, yeah, he's 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 right. <laughs> so it's like, stump that fool. <laughs> and then, so I thought this was super interesting. Oh, and then what? They went to this is the question that I, I picked up on for sure mm-hmm. because they said that after a whole bunch of years, who came back and won? The WWE oh, yeah, title yeah. in 1994, and I was like Bob Backlund. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I remember that because that was the first time I seen Bob Backlund. Yeah. So like for me, I was like, oh, that's that dude that was terrorizing Bret Hart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, so hey, I, 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 the first one I thought of was like Shawn Michaels because since he had taken that that long, uh, what was it like five or six years off, and then. He won it at um Oh uh, when he lost his smile? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he lost it there, left when he lost to Austin at Mania, and then he came back like five or six years later and, and won it at uh Elimination Chamber. Or not even mm-hmm. Elimination Chamber, uh Survivors the Elimination Chamber match at Survivor Series. At Survivor Series. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man. So the so we get that one. Um pretty much, long story short, Mr. Brodus Clay wins this one. Mm-hmm. And now after this, I was feeling like, oh, man, is this a again went back to thinking that this was like a, a elimination night. Yeah. So I was like, man, you know what? When dudes be winning a lot in one night, that means they're usually going to go home. Yeah. So like he won both of the challenges and he won a match. So I was just like worried. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, man. But then, of course, I can't be too worried because the next thing that comes after this is really what eats most of the episode. And that's our return of the people's champ <laughs> so that, that one is uh so yeah i think 
I think that's why this episode is probably going to be a lot shorter than our previous episodes, just because they legitly just play. And you know what? I was, I think I, we were talking about this last week where we we're like, how much, how are they going to fill up three more episodes when there's only three uh, guys left? And this is like how they're going to do it. <laughs> and <laughs> there we go. <laughs> they're literally exhibit <laughs> A right here because we're heading into WrestleMania season essentially with the return to the rock. So, yeah, is this 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 isn't the first one, was it? This is the first one. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this is the build up to rock and Cena for next year at uh, at 2012. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2012. Uh because this this main event is the Miz versus John. Is it? Oh, this is the Miz. Oh, that's why. Because he's wearing that outfit that the Miz ends up like copying when he wears like the uh, the fake bald head and then mm-hmm. the Rock T shirt. And everybody thought it was him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh man, wow. So they're not even going into the first encounter. This is just like the Rock coming out saying like, "Yeah, I'm about to be the host." Yeah, finally. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I guess at I forgot to research that of like how long the Rock has been away from TV because. They were hyping this return up like huge, of course, and that's why they inserted the entire segment that happened on Raw onto this episode of NXT. Uh, but yeah, I, at this point, I had here in my notes that later on when um, when when we got to the main event, they showed the graphic for uh, Elimination Chamber because that still has to happen before WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, so then in the in one of the main events for Elimination Chamber, I totally forgot about the Miz going up against Jerry Lawler of all people for uh, for the main event. And I would, I think we should do like a series of like how it would have looked like if the opposite person had won a match. Because technically, if Jerry the King Lawler would have won, he would have <laughs> went on the main event WrestleMania. Against John Cena, <laughs> yes, and then we would have had the build of Jerry the King Lawler versus The Rock <laughs> at WrestleMania. Oh my it, god! It, yeah, that would have been like because then essentially, if that was the case, The Rock would have uh, <laughs> The Rock would have helped Jerry the King Lawler retain against John Cena. Yes. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's just. What what a world we would have been in if if it was booked the opposite way. <laughs> what the heck happened? What well, it ended up? So the first time they wrestled, it was no title, and then oh, then that's the then the second time they wrestled is when CM Punk was a crybaby mm-hmm. and he wasn't wearing his t shirt against the Rock in the Rumble, so we knew he was going to lose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So then the Rock goes over the, oh, then he puts over Cena as a ch- Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I just thought that was funny. It's like, yeah, if, if it was the other way around, then we would have had the King versus uh, John Cena at WrestleMania. So, <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, with that, <laughs> we'll we'll go ahead and fast forward into the main event of the evening, as we mentioned earlier, which is uh, the DB Square going up mm. going up against each other in the main event. Um, I I will say this that as much as I don't really like that design of the U.S. title, it does look really really good on Daniel Bryan, like. Certain belts, even when the belt doesn't look that good itself, yeah. will still look good on a person. Like, yeah, yeah. 
that U.S. title and Daniel Bryan go really good together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the new U.S. title and Bobby Lashley yes. go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it just looks really good because it looks like a blocky weight belt. He's just a blocky buff person. Mm-hmm. Um, what's another like ugly belt that looked good on somebody? <laughs> I just saying that I, I kind of think the. The WWE was it the light heavyweight title or the cruiserweight title that Chavo had? It looked good on him too, whichever one it was. <laughs> uh, Chavo had the cruiserweight title. Okay, that one actually and that that one was like a, a ripped off WCW cruiserweight title. Yeah, yeah. Like it was it wasn't my favorite, but it looked good on Chavo for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know a lot of people weren't the biggest fan of the Oval Intercontinental title, Mm -hmm. but I really like that title around Eddie Guerrero's waist. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that one, just kind of the way that it was like sleek and aerodynamic like that, it looked good with him and uh, Rob Van Dam. It looked looked good on Rob Van Dam. I I would also say that it looked good on... uh on young Randy Orton. It looked it looked like a Yeah, it yeah, that one that looked like a a good match. Like he need like that was supposed to be his belt or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. That that that's what it is. It's like certain guys can hold a belt and it looks like it should be theirs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Daniel Bryan with that US title at any point when he's like the US champion, it just looks like it should be his. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good good thing that uh Good thing that we agreed on that one because yeah, I think this is probably like his third or fourth appearance with the title on on NXT. But whenever he came out with it, I'm just like, it looks really good on him. <laughs> and then certain dudes, like it just looked out of place. Like I wasn't the biggest fan of Kevin Owens with the US title. Yeah, I didn't yeah, think yeah. it looked right. It's like mm, I liked the him being the face of America kind of like mm-hmm. thing he was running with because it was funny. Yeah, but that actual physical title on him didn't look good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally agree. Um. And then another fun fact, because I didn't really have any um, too much for the specific episode, uh, but another commercial that they had here before the match started was that uh, SmackDown at this time was celebrating its 600th episode. Uh, And it's kind of crazy how now they're literally they literally have over 1100 episodes, which is insane. Like just to know that we saw literally not only did we see the first episode of SmackDown, We've seen like the pilot episode before the first episode of SmackDown. It's just knowing that there's over a thousand episodes now is so crazy. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Because what at this point SmackDown is twelve, uh, yeah, yeah. eleven years old, something like that. Yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. Which is yeah, wow. really crazy. And they're only like what five, six years apart, Raw and SmackDown? Yeah, which is also kind of crazy. It makes it seem like they're so far apart, but now now when you kind of look at it. Uh, 20 plus years later like they're not that far apart yeah no yeah if you think about how long they've just been running concurrently it's like wow you know them starting that far apart wasn't really that big a deal in the grand scheme of all because like <laughs> raw didn't really run that long before smackdown came out especially since they only had what was it like one maybe two hour episodes or whatnot mm-hmm. like yeah yeah that's a good point yeah smackdown has always been two hours from the get-go so yeah that's a good point. Mm, that's a good point because Raw used to be like I was it like an hour back in it, way back in the day. Yeah, it was just one hour for for a couple of years, which is kind of crazy. 
That's insane. Like, what the hell did they? What the hell were they doing in an hour? <laughs> and then now I look at it on the flip side. Like, why the hell do you need three? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's so crazy. All right. Uh, so yeah, to to kick off this matchup, uh, Obi, I had a lot of re- repetitive notes because it felt kind of repetitive in itself. Where they um, they started off the match with really nice uh, chain wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um and 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 when I say repetitive, I of course I'm not saying that in a uh, in a negative way, but that's kind of like what they're known for. So they were just kind of doing different sequences throughout the matchup. Um, throughout the uh, <laughs> throughout the match, though, it was pretty funny because like Ricardo and um, who else was up there? Ziggler, I think they were making fun of like the um, the San Diego Chargers throughout the matchup, mm-hmm. and and that got like a a loud reception from the crowd. Um, but it was funny and I really appreciated it from Todd. He uh he was helping out the international viewers there by explaining who the, the chargers were. So I thought that was a good touch because a lot of the time, yeah, WWE programming is just very American based that no mm-hmm. one no one kinda like explains like the inside jokes or um pop culture from from an international point of view. So I, I like that Todd was able to at least give the notes there very mindful because like you could think about that same kind of like uh on the flip side of that when you if you accidentally stumble into like luchador wrestling or mm-hmm. say like new japan no explanation mm-hmm. or like even when you watch like nxt uk like they'll be in their own like little mm-hmm. zone their own little world and you're like dude what are y'all even talking about exactly yeah yeah so i uh i definitely gave some some points there for for todd um and then yeah bateman was um bateman was actually yeah getting some really good reversals throughout the match and there was one where um Daniel Bryan kind of hit like a really nice drop kick from from like a chain sequence that really stood out to me uh and then Bateman also kind of did his own thing where he was kind of doing that thing where while he was in a hold he was kind of like building up momentum to kind of get out of the maneuver and in doing so he kind of swung Dan- Daniel Bryan out to the outside mm-hmm. um and then followed it up with a uh, with a dive to the outside which which looked really really good um then uh yeah daniel bryan when we come back from commercial break is already in sequence of like doing his trademark moves where he does like the the flip from the corner and then does the diving clothesline uh so that was really good just to kind of get people back into the matchup and uh daniel bryan went for a top rope headbutt at this point yeah like it was kind of cool seeing like how involved the crowd was also into this matchup because they um they like of course they were already into the matchup because they were booing whatever Ricardo and Ziggler were saying but then like it got the fans got back into it once Daniel Bryan was trying to do this move um and then yeah he missed because Bateman moved out of the way at the very last second and then he hit like a really nice uh clothesline on Bryan where like it flipped Daniel Bryan uh, turn that boy inside out yeah <laughs> the, the good old inside out <laughs> sequence mm-hmm. so yeah that was that was a really good spot there but uh but yeah in the, in the closing sequence we had where uh Derek Bateman was trying to one up Brian by putting him in his own move with the label lock. Uh so of course he was struggling with that and eventually Daniel Bryan kind of like leaped over and reversed it and actually locked in the move. Um and yeah, he picked up the submission victory at 8:42. For me, I um I would say this is like probably one one of the standout matches from the season so far. Um, I know we were praising the um, 
the uh, DiBiase matchup uh, when when we had Ryan on the show. But I would say this one is definitely up there as far as like one of the better matches or um, one of the favorite matches, I should say, of, of the season so far. I agree. Yeah, it was um, it was very solid. The the finish was super slick. Mm-hmm. The like counter out of that, I thought was really good. Like now that I'm kind of thinking about it, mm-hmm. how the hell did he get into that? <laughs> yeah, he kind of just tried to get him into it. I I forgot what the what the move before that was, but yeah, it, they were yeah they were doing the same. So like I remember. Bateman got into the like label. He wasn't in the full label lock. That's like when you just got the arm like that, that's a different move. So he was going for it. And then he rolled forward. Yeah, it makes sense now in my head. And I'm kind of like picturing it. He rolled forward, rolled him and just kind of like locked his arm and rolled over it. Mm-hmm. But it was like so smooth that it almost looked like it didn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was really good. I like I was sitting there watching a match like, oh, this is a good match. Oh, mm-hmm. this is a good match. And then like I got, you know how like when you'll get so enveloped in a match, like you don't really realize that it's almost the end of the show. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one of those. Yeah. Yeah. I think I did the same thing too, where um on YouTube it's kind of cool where or sometimes you can kind of like move away your you can move your mouse away so you don't see the timeline and i think mm-hmm. I, I did that too where like i was just watching it without any distractions and then i didn't realize that it was already uh near the end of the show so yeah i i thought that was good nice uh awesome so yeah that pretty much closes out the show um like like we said this one was very very short just because of the <laughs> the uh the rock return promo the extracurriculars yes (laughs) but it was it was fun at least going down memory lane with this and i i think i forgot to mention throughout the last couple of episodes that this was the same time that the undertaker was coming back so they were doing those uh uh two what was it two 22 11 i I can't remember what the date was uh i'm gonna say yeah that was him wasn't it yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) So this is when they were speculating that people thought it was Sting, but it ended up just being The Undertaker. Um, which, if it was Sting, it would have probably been better. But. <laughs> it would have been monumental. Yeah. Oh, they definitely missed the ball on that one. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, another another topic for another show. <laughs> so bad. Yes. All right. So let's, uh, yeah, let's go ahead. Like like I mentioned earlier, I didn't really have any post show fun facts because um yeah, there wasn't too much. Hopefully in the next episode we'll break another uh time record, but for the time being, we will move on with the uh scores. So um to kick it off for commentary, I ended up going with a three just because well, like before I, I go on with the other scores, I will just kind of kind of spoil it and saying that my scores may be uh a little bit different just because of the length of the episode that we were just mentioning so three if it was like a full episode i may have given it a 3.5 but just because mm. just because things were kind of like uh less content on this episode i kind of averaged it out to like a three just because of what i mentioned earlier where i thought commentary did a really good job of explaining um the the what you call it what was at stake when it comes to like the elimination coming up and making that feel important um and also 
the the props that i gave todd earlier for his um his commentary um so yeah i ended up just kind of average it out two or three at that point i too am on team three uh <laughs> i i don't know maybe i just got enveloped into everything else that i was watching in the episode that i felt like the commentary didn't really and then i feel like you know at the same time they didn't really have too much to commentate on there's not mm-hmm. a lot too much going on so three mm-hmm. i feel like uh, it would have been unfair to go any lower than that yeah yeah given what was going on that's true um match wise i went three oh, okay uh-huh off of the strength of the main event i would have gone say like if the main event was as long as the other one I would probably would have went just two, just mm-hmm. off of the fake fact that it was two matches. Mm-hmm. But I thought the main event was just really good to keep it in there to where I felt like the the deliverance of matches was average. Mm-hmm. I uh, I believe I also gave it a three as well. Um, kind of just piggybacking off what you said, I think this one will definitely go down as a hidden gem when it comes to like. Being on an episode that wasn't as um, as uh, as strong as the match itself, um, so we'll definitely give it a we'll definitely give it its props when we do our like best of season uh, recap. That uh, different that this one is definitely a uh, a uh, hidden gem when it comes to matches matches from season four. So yeah, I also ended up giving it a three. Uh, so from my end, yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna have to kind of to say everything that I, I had mentioned earlier so for production i ended up giving it a uh, a 2.5 um <laughs> just because of what we said that if um even if we had removed that rock segment um and we just kind of had like a shorter episode i think i would have even given it a three at that point if it was more where like just make the episode shorter and then make the flow of the episode better um mm-hmm. but that rock promo just kind of really just took you out of it because I think that's what I like about modern NXT is that you don't really have any interaction between the main roster and when you're watching NXT. Mm-hmm. So it, it totally makes it seem like totally separate companies and organizations. Um, but this one totally made, made it feel like NXT was a lesser brand because they had to like tell you what was happening on raw and especially showing you a full segment from raw um, mm-hmm. that it totally took me out of like the moment of being on uh being on nxt and watching a nxt product so that's probably why i ended up giving it such a lower score than usual yeah i felt the same Mm -hmm. um i also went or actually i didn't also go 2.5 but i went three oh okay just Uh because i felt like nothing was over was done more than what kind of they were allotted to give like that uh i feel like that rock segment and then like a lot of the commercials and mini segments and little things and just like promos there kind of took away from the episode Mm -hmm. um in this time is elimination chamber the next is this the go home episode before elimination chamber no it might be. I, I forgot to check. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That probably makes more sense for it, but I, I'm still going to stick with uh with three. Mm-hmm. And then if I go over to entertainment, I actually just moved this down some because mm-hmm. I was fooling myself thinking that that match had me thinking that this was a 3.5 episode, but mm-hmm. it's not. Mm-hmm. I, I went to 
three and just rounded everything out to just like a solid three episode. Mm, okay. That makes sense. Uh, on my end, I also gave it a uh, the same score as production where I gave it a 2.5. Uh, just because when I think about it, like, I don't know if it was just that rock promo that kind of took me out of like the fun factor because it wasn't where, um, I don't remember like having a lot of fun by the end of the episode. It just like, it was a really good way to end the mat or I should say it was a really good way to end the show with like a really good match. But after the, the match was done and the show ended, I just didn't feel like when I look back at the overall package that I was like really fulfilled or, or entertained, like, but, um, I don't know. It, it just felt like as a, as a whole, it, it's kind of one of those things where like when you buy an album and it only has like one or three really good songs, but the rest of the album was kind of like, eh, it, yep. that, that's kind of the vibe I got from it at the very end. I get it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so with that, our combined score for episode 52 is a 2.9 and that makes a lot of sense <laughs> yep no i i can't argue with that mm-hmm. uh yeah so hopefully with the next uh yeah with the next two episodes it kind of jumps back into it since we need to get an elimination out of the way and then we get straight into the season finale so we'll we'll see we'll see what happens there (laughs) i hear you man i'm with that um you know it wasn't a bad episode it was just a little truncated due to some outstanding promos that needed to be dealt so Mm -hmm. hold up so with that um on the next episode we have uh yeah i i looked it up just to make sure that i wasn't doing a spoiler like if someone had been eliminated first and then we had the main event um they went in order where there was a a match and then the uh, elimination happened at the very end so in this one it's pretty interesting because we have all three rookies going up going up against each other in a triple threat match with uh brodus uh bateman and curtis so that should be interesting just to see like what happens there if um if, if 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 anything's online or if or if the if they're still going to go based on immunity at that point um nice. it'll it'll be interesting to see so yeah we roughly just have two episodes left after this and we will see who ends up winning season 4 in the next two weeks um brodus clay brodus clay Derek bateman or johnny curtis Brodus. All right. <laughs> uh, if Paul Heyman was here, he would legitly be saying this is a spoiler and not like <laughs> what, mm-hmm. what does he say? He says like uh, I forget what he says. With, with, I don't know, but if Brodus Clay had Paul Heyman, he would have been world champion. Oh, oh, dude. I And I think you're right. He would have been world champion. I don't think he would have been WWE champion. World champion. <laughs> world champion. <laughs> he would have got that mark henry run right there <laughs> yeah buddy that's that like oh you know what you've been doing good we're not gonna how you represent the whole company <laughs> but, we'll, but we'll, you still a world champ though yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it counts bro i can same s- thing they did with booker t days like you know what <laughs> yeah you're not gonna be the wwe champ yeah. but you're gonna be the world champ yeah so i i, I could have seen that totally totally happen uh yeah, since we 
have a little bit of extra time since we like mentioned earlier it was gonna be a short one speaking of our boys uh from season four it's kind of cool seeing how the um recent revival of nwa power it's literally like a bunch of people from previous seasons of nxt because <laughs> uh ain't that boy um chris masters like the a champion right now yeah yeah so uh masters are adonis as he's going by uh, nowadays ah yes there we go yeah uh, but we'll just refer to him as Chris Masters here. Uh, so Masters is a champion over there. Brodus just showed up himself on uh, on a couple of recent episodes, and then um, what's his face um, from uh, from season one? Uh, Dar- Dar- Darren Young. Yep, Darren Young. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of cool seeing how a bunch of uh, the NXT season alumni are are starting to pop up back again. You know nice it's classic yeah it's cl- it's cla- classic classic superstars on a classic uh style show with nwa power so i guess it kind of oh, like, yeah. all right i, get that. I guess it kind of makes sense <laughs> all right uh so yeah that will do it since we um we're cutting it a little bit short with this short episode uh yeah i i would say the only the only plug i had for this episode was just to check us out on our different social media um, channels when it comes to our YouTube channel, our Twitch channel, our, depending on how you found us, either our Instagram or Twitter, we're on there. Uh, so yeah, if, if MySpace. You, MySpace. <laughs> uh, Friendster. <laughs> Friendster. Uh, what else is out there? <laughs> Nothing. That's it. That's you know, it. You don't need to date yourself anymore than that. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's it. So if you want to follow us on any of those platforms, we are there, and uh, we'll just post different different updates from there. Uh, did you have any any plugs, good sir? I don't. No plugs. Nope. None. None. No outlets. No plugs. No extension cords. I think I think we don't have plugs because Ryan took the outlet from the other episode. So boom yeah until he comes back then we'll we'll do all the plugs at that point (laughs) all right uh and with that this is your boy the eliminated nando (laughs) o'brien and the i just lost to brodus clay l truth (laughs) (laughs) well hopefully your luck will be better next week (laughs) Mm. all right and we will see you next time